Welcome to a new season of Stories Behind Tennessee Tourism, the podcast that pulls back the curtain on all things travel and tourism in this great state of Tennessee. We are pleased to present a series of interviews recorded live and in person at the 2021 Governor's Conference on Hospitality and Tourism. On this episode, we sat down with Zach Ledbetter. Zach is an accomplished tourism professional who cut his teeth at a regional tourism organization before making the leap to the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development. What makes this interesting is that he started his new post the same month the pandemic hit. Let's get into some of the stories and insights that Zach had to share. We are live and alive here at the Governor's Conference of Tourism and Hospitality. And I am here with Zach Ledbetter, gentleman works with the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development. Well, you know what? You tell me about you. Man. You feel a lot better than me. What am I doing? Oh, oh, we, we could be here all day. <laughs> tell, me, tell me some highlights. But give me a, give me some highlights about yourself. Bad, bad idea to put a former radio guy in front of a microphone. So just heads up for <laughs> yeah, future. You know. Obviously excited to be back with uh, with our industry friends and, and colleagues at the Governor's Conference. And great to see you as always. So Zach Ledbetter, uh, Director of Outreach and Engagement for uh, Department of Tourist Development. I've been with the department uh, since January of 2020, so right before everything went crazy. Uh, I was formerly with Visit Cookville for five years prior to that. That's right. And uh, grew up in Cookville, Cookville native. Went to Tennessee Tech for a little bit. Went to school in Nashville for a little bit for audio production. Did the radio thing, as I mentioned, and always in community development in some type. So tourism was a a natural fit. And so, again, just for some listeners out there, he is with the state department that manages and oversees all of the tourism initiatives for the state of Tennessee, right. and w- which is, you know, I, I mean, he's a very humble guy, but I mean, look, the state of Tennessee is a powerhouse tourism. Right? <laughs> top 10, if not top 5 state. Right. And, and so what he does is super important in terms of connecting the state and making sure the initiatives that we have and all the innovative ideas and programs that we have are consistently delivered throughout the state, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we've got quite a few initiatives that are just small pieces, really, that add up into the bigger picture of the brand. Of We always talk about the soundtrack of America Made in Tennessee as our brand. Yeah. So focusing on that and then really just making sure that we're connecting back with the industry, with, with DMO partners, attractions, hospitality, and tourism in general, and making sure that it's a two-way communication. So. Now, you mentioned sort of some of the, those programs are, uh, for example, Tennessee Trails and Byways or Retire Tennessee. Can you talk a little bit about some of those? Right, absolutely. So uh, I'll start with Discover Tennessee Trails and Byways. That's a pretty big one for us. Created more than 10 years ago at this point. I remember. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you've got a, a, a trail system of 16 individual trails designed to get people off the major interstates to see authentic Tennessee in, in some of these smaller communities yep. that have so much to offer. And, and it was pioneer program at that time. Right. You know, everybody talks about rural and activating other communities, but that was the predominant brief back in the day, and it continues to be a, I feel, a, a, a pioneering initiative that this state 
put in place a long time ago. Right. So we are so excited about this. We've actually done a lot of work on this initiative in the last year. When it was created and up until last year, it was a point of interest to point of interest. And some of these are two or 300 miles long. Yeah. And these brochures are pages and pages yeah. long of yeah. like, you go to destination A, point of interest A to point of interest B. Here's the address. Here's the phone number. Maybe and 60 or 70 of these points. Oh, more than that. Yeah. Hundreds, hundreds of them. Yeah. And, you know, it was so we saw an opportunity. Let's sell the destination, give some some ownership back to the destination as well for them to have ability to create points of interest within the trail as well. So uh, we spent the last year in updating each of those 16 individual brochures. And now it's a destination to destination. So on average, each brochure is about 15 destinations called out and upward of 75 points of interest. And, And obviously that's the hook. Right. Like any brochure, that's the hook piece to get people to the website, and right. we will expand on trails and destinations and points of interest there. So uh, currently, uh, we're just beginning the conversation about getting those printed and distribution, and we're really, really excited about that. Yeah, and that's, an inc- I mean, I, I can't say enough to the audience how much of a an initiative that is, rel- or how much of a, a, a workload that is. I mean, sounds like you've made it a lot more sustainable and you've crossed the divide between physical and digital better now with the, the new rollout, right? I, I think so. You know, um, again, giving some ownership back to destinations, you know, whatever destination you're in across right. the state, you're on this trail. It was still difficult trying to narrow it down to 15 or so, depending on what trail we were talking about at the sure. time. But really giving some ownership to say, hey, I'm, you know, with Visit Franklin and we're on uh, Nashville's Trace Trail. And, right. you know, you've got five to ten points of interest called out, but that's not all that's on there. And we also did it to really help the visitor understand that this is not necessarily a one-way trail, whether you're going north, south, east, or west, whatever. So, and again... Self-directed. Right. And this has been great program for the last year with the uh, increase in in-state travel as well, kind of the stay and play, play in your backyard and explore. Well, Zach, we'll get to that in a minute here. I want want to ask you one question before that. You'd mentioned you had two years at TDTD prior to that in Cookville, Putnam County. But you look back on on, on your career and all the things you've done, is there a couple memories or a highlight that stands out? What's been memorable for you? I've been fortunate to be able to do a lot in my time and probably seven years in tourism now yeah. from when I first started uh, with Visit Cookville. In my role, we're always here to surf and we're creating positive memory, creating positive experience for the visitor in any situation, whether that's from a visitor who's never been to the destination, who's created a memory that will last a lifetime. How many of those are we in, maybe not directly involved in, but indirectly in marketing or, or brand management that we're involved in to putting on an event, you know, when we were, when I was in Cookville, we put on the state high school football championships, a mm-hmm. huge event, just making sure that, that it was always our goal to, to create a championship experience at a collegiate level, even for a high school player, because right. some of them may never play again at right. the collegiate that, level. That and be the high watermark experience for them. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's what I always strive for of what am I doing in my day to day that's really helping somebody else. Of course, two, now two years at TDTD, and as you mentioned, you sort of started out two months prior to the what has probably been the biggest shock to society for for a long time can you talk a little bit about and it could be either you personally or it could be your you know you the group the 
the organization, TDT, the department. But can you just talk about some learnings from the last 18 months? I will say coming from the outside as a, a local DMO partner, I didn't fully have a grasp, even when I felt quite connected to the department, just the pure volume and amount of work that the department is involved in and, and truly just what a fantastic team is across the board and the way that each of each of the team members truly has a dedication to serve and, and help this industry and, and help the state residents. You know, other things, just the uh, resiliency, I think, is a, is a big word and opportunity is one that I like as well. Uh, looking at the last year, obviously, you know, I moved to Nashville January of 2020 in March, you know, hit by a tornado immediately yeah. following that and COVID. And of course, coming from Cookville, my hometown, the hardest hit area in the state, Swarms. just yeah. massive, you know, devastation yeah. across the state and the resiliency for the state to come together and this industry to step up and support one another in any way possible just with our colleagues and people that you don't know to really keep pushing forward just again shine through yet again for the volunteer state for those those true colors to shine we we definitely earn our name yes without a doubt for you i love your energy zach and i and i you're the first person that's used the word resiliency that's a huge word for me just personally speaking how how do you maintain your own resiliency you know when you are when you are uh, up against a challenge, how do you maintain optimism and how do you move forward? So I said resiliency and opportunity, you know, I think not being afraid of failure, keeping that opportunity event management background. So I always have, you know, what's the worst case scenario? Let's plan and have two plans for that. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid if the first plan fails. If plan A goes wrong, you've got plan B, plan C, and embrace the opportunity to learn from that, good, bad, indifferent. Right. I took that into my personal and professional life, the, the word opportunity, a couple years ago, and it, it really just changed my entire outlook on everything. I will say, you know, for me personally, last year, moving into the work from home, it, at first I was like, oh, this is great. Because you had basically what, what happened once March or April hit, you were you were all working from home at that right. point too, right? Right, yeah. yeah. So, you know, joining a new team in a new role, yeah. uh, you know, quite a bit different than a, a, a staff of two in Cookville to a right. team of 30 plus in the central office, not counting Welcome Center staff. So you could really have some focus on one area. But, you know, again, starting early January, going work from home, you know, not even really about two months later, I felt like I could get a lot more work done in a shorter amount of time. But I will tell you, I was one of those that kind of struggled working from home. I, I, right. You know, smaller size department, and yeah. I found myself... Brave at least some interaction. Right. right. And I found myself where I was working really kind of early on at all hours of the day because I could. I, I didn't see. have anything else to do, and yeah. I found myself slipping from productivity. Even though I was working longer, I could feel myself not being as productive and right. as efficient because I wasn't focusing on the needs and looking at the opportunity and getting back into the office somewhat after the first of the year was a big help for me personally you know and I think that that's a big thing too looking at the last year of we all have needs mental health is obviously a, oh, yeah. a very big topic and yeah, something the, the, that we've learned reading, to talk there about was a, there was a, a I think it's like a, a four times increase in the number of mental health diagnoses events or issues within the which is the last 18 months right. 12 months really and so to your point it, it, it everybody has had to deal with that and it's become a lot more easy to have those conversations now. Yeah. 
take care of that. And I think, too, resources are there, more readily available. You know, I think that, again, looking at the opportunity of, if you look at this last 12, 18 months and, you know, the dreaded pandemic, we don't want to see it again, but we've learned so much as a society. So many more people have become a little more vulnerable to being open. And I think that's really good for the mental health, for relationships as we move into the future as well. You know, to your point of moving forward and looking at that, I love that, man. I love the idea, too, that that don't be afraid to fail. You learn more from failure than necessarily your success. So just put yourself out there and be confident that you can pivot, right? Right. Looking at the future, you know, that is the theme that you all are are presenting here, moving forward at this governor's conference and and moving forward together. What do you see the future for this? Because, you know, I know COVID's probably not going to just get up and leave our world. We're going to have to live with it. Where do you see things going from here? Onward and upward. And as storybook as that could seem, I truly feel that. I think that, again, thinking about the resiliency and opportunity, people are ready to go. Our industry is ready. Um, You've looked at the last year and how people have stayed tried and true to make sure that travel safe is there in any capacity, even through, you know, when capacity and mandates were in place and figured out a way to do that. And I think that people, again, through that adversity, have given opportunities to the industry as a whole. And people are just excited about the future to get back to what normalcy is. You know, when we think, I I think normalcy, we're still going to see COVID isn't going to get up and just poof, magically disappear, because I think we would have probably already put that into existence. Right. But when we look about normalcy as 2019, as we really strive to get back to some of that, I think that the future is very bright. I think that people are excited, and I think that it has truly changed the face of the industry in the state with elected leaders seeing the value and importance of tourism. Sure. Um, and I hope that there's a buy-in at the local level. Um, we're seeing it at the state level just through, again, with the CARES Act. And, you know, being the leading state with the most amount of money, we were so excited about that. I just think that we continue to see the investment there and the future is is tourism industry in the state of Tennessee is just unstoppable. Well, I think your point, too, of sort of connecting all these themes, right? Travel is therapy. Yes. And, and so we sort of that just innate need and desire to want to do that, and we just got to figure out how to do it again. Absolutely. Right? Tina, my last question to you, which is, a, you know, assuming, you know, post-pandemic and, and things ease up a little more, is there some big adventure on the horizon for you that you're looking forward to? You know, I have to say, I um, took advantage last year of small group travel. And I say small group, there were three of us, uh, yeah. me and two friends. And again, the ability to work remotely created a unique opportunity. A couple times went to uh, Denver into the to the Rockies a couple times, actually drove uh, over Labor Day weekend last year all the way to South Dakota, did Badlands National Park. Weird for a Tennessee tourism guy to say, but you have to go and experience to know what you've got. Oh, absolutely. And, and be able. I'll be like a musician who only listens to their own music. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. So just so excited. I think anywhere in the sunshine is great for me. You love the sun. Um, okay. I, I'm back to, I'm ready for some, again, normal uh, airplane, <laughs> air travel. That'll be nice when we get back into the swing of that. But just anywhere, really. I mean, just open to any travel and, and so excited about that. That's awesome, Zach. I, I appreciate this great and uplifting conversation with you. I, I love the fact that we've touched on many of the things that the opportunities that exist, I think, pull everybody forward to try to do more, right? Absolutely. Thank you so much for being a part of this, and I hope to talk soon. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Stories Behind Tennessee Tourism is an original podcast brought to you by Design Sensory. We are a full-service integrated marketing, advertising, and digital agency. For 20 years, we've worked with startups, small towns, to global brands across a range of industries and business sectors to bring great ideas to life. The production team is Mary Blair, editor Sarah Plemons, producer Brad Carpenter, and I'm your host, Joseph Nother. We have a blast telling these stories, and we can't thank you enough for listening. Our hope is that you've learned something new or been inspired to do something creative. If you have, I'd love it if you'd share it or pass it on. And if you like what you heard, there's more where that came from. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Our handle is at DS underscore moments, or just search for Design Sensory. 